I'm Chris Turner, and this is the Empowered Parent Podcast. Greetings and welcome to the Empowered Parent Podcast. Joining me once again are Ryan and Kayla North. Hi, guys. Hey, Chris. Christopher, my man. Once again, looking at each other longingly over video cameras. No, it's very sad. I, th- I think the camera, you know, they say the camera adds eight pounds. I think the camera also adds longing looks. Does it? <laughs> Are you saying you're not longing to be in the same room? Are well, you, I mean, you're in the same room with me, so I mean, that's good. Are you serious? The other night, um, me and Chris and our friend Keith Link did, did a uh, three old guys Zoom call because we just missed each other's company so much. <laughs> yeah, we had a mom's that's group. That's my boy. We had a mom's group the other night where we had like, I think there were 11 or 12 of us on the call all at once. And all of us, we normally meet once a month. And I said at the end of it, I said, do you girls want to meet like in a couple of weeks? And they all went, yes. I mean, it was like, whoop. just like all at once. Everybody was like, yes, we need to meet more than just once a month during all of this crazy. Hey, my, one of my favorite memes I've seen in, in lockdown is, is the one that says, check on your extroverted friends. We're not doing okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> Now, Chris, um, you, you, I mean, you talk about this a fair amount, and anybody that, that meets you when, when we're at events and, and we meet podcast listeners, um, you, you're always very, very, very gracious and, and engaging, and you smile, and if they want to take pictures, you do that. But, but I think you're pretty open about the fact that you're not really a people person. Not not with strange people, no. I'm really not. Gotcha. So, so, so that's why he's I, I okay mean, with our listeners, because they're not strange. They're awesome. Well, okay, let, let me that's rephrase right. that. I don't mean strange as in weird. I mean, <laughs> sh- strange as an unknown. Uh, yes. Yes. So that's, when, so when your mom true. said, don't speak to strangers. <laughs> he you took it to I heart. took that to heart. <laughs> <laughs> he never outgrew that, don't talk to strangers. Right. Whereas my kids, we go places and they're like, mom, why do you talk to everybody? Like, seriously, you don't even know that person. Why are you having a conversation with them? And I was like, it's just being polite. We were just talking about stuff while we waited mm. in line. What, what, what attachment style is indiscriminately friendly from? <laughs> I forget. I mean, it is like almost 1 a.m. here in the morning while we're recording this. Oh, my this, gracious uh, me. Yeah, no, the, the, I'm, although I think I'm a little bit introverted. I flustered her with my question. You did. Um, 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 I think I'm a little bit introverted. Like I get worn out being around people for too long and I want to like be by myself for a little bit, but then I'm also energized by people. So I don't, I don't know. I'm a conundrum. So I think it's just a, a normal cycle though. Maybe for, so. Even for extroverts is you, you got to recharge at some yeah. point, right? Yeah. yeah. Hey, listen. But I'm missing being around people for sure. I, I tell, I tell people this all the time. Even Jesus said, Hey, let's <laughs> right. go to the other side of the lake. <laughs> Yeah, I need to go over here you know, in this little garden by myself wait, wait. and have a little a low tie with dad. Well, you know, well, I mean, so the, yeah. the, the, that's the second instance of it that you just mentioned there. But I, I think that a lot of times, uh, you know, our audience is primarily Christian. Um, so, and a lot of you know, our work is done with churches. And so, you know, a lot of times when we encounter people, we really feel like. Um, like, like there's a sense that that if I don't really just burn myself out, I'm not really in service to the Lord. 
and and that's not really consistent with the way Jesus lived his life. And so, right. you know, at this time where, where things are are hard, right? I mean, it is it is hard um, being being confined to quarters with everybody. I think we do need to take really good care of ourselves because I think that that some of the things that that um, COVID nineteen has revealed in our culture is that we are a hyper stressed culture. Yeah, for right? sure. We, we just are, and because this, I mean, this is being recorded at the end of the fourth week of shelter in place. But but let's not forget that you know at the end of the first week of shelter in place, there were some things that that came to light that that are just really not that are just really really upsetting. A friend of ours is a chaplain at the largest children's hospital in Fort Worth, and she said that. The, by the end of the first week of shelter in place, they had seen as many deaths as a result of abuse. Child abuse cases. I mean, many child abuse cases as they would typically see in a month. Like in the first week of shelter in In the place. first week of it, right? And, wow. and then while you have to be concerned that that, that number, um, that, that statistic is even worse because uh, a, a, an enormous buffer, the school system, where, who, where these teachers are trained to check on these kids, to know what to look for, and a lot of those reports are coming from school. So if there's been a you know this enormous increase in one week, plus the kids aren't going to school, the real abuse number is really really terrifying. You know, I was speaking mm-hmm. to um, to our friend uh, Jelana Gobel yesterday up uh, in in Oregon with the the Portland Leadership Foundation and Embrace Oregon. Uh, and if you are up in that part of the world, please connect with those organizations. They just just do amazing work up there. But but she said to me that um, calls to the abuse and neglect hotline in Oregon are down by seventy percent. Wow. Right, child abuse hasn't gone down by seventy percent. Right. So that's it's not being recorded. Yeah, and that's what's yeah. really really terrifying about yeah. that. You know, here's here's another one, and I, I could do this all night, but I promise this will be the last <laughs> one. Um, I read the story um, at, in you know two weeks ago, so it was in the middle of the second week of shelter in place, and it said that a divorce lawyer business is booming. Am I like, dude? How how on a knife's edge was your marriage if after five days of being in the house with your spouse, who usually goes to their job every day or may travel for their job, you're like, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like all the stress that you were already feeling, and then the stress of you know. You know, our kids have been like thinking about all the people that they know, all the loved ones that have, you know, because they keep hearing this like who who is in the most at risk population and they keep thinking of the people that they know that are in that at risk population. Right. And so imagine like all of us are all of a sudden thinking that we're thinking of who's at risk, who's the most, um, you know, likely to get something that we know and then it adds stress to whatever stress load we already had. So if you were already living at that, you know, high stress level, which most of us were, um, then you're adding on this worry about man going out to get something, you know, going to the store, I could, I could catch something, you know, and we've seen our kids kind of internalize. Some of them have internalized, some of them have externalized things. Right. So some of our kids have, we've seen bizarre behaviors from, but we know that it's a stress response for them. We know that it's a fear that they are not expressing. So we've had to dig into it a little bit. So we've seen, you know, food issues have kind of come back up Mm -hmm. as a result of, you know, things that had long been, you know, 
basically worked through. They had, you know, maybe they had gone through a, a stage where they just couldn't get enough to eat. And a lot of our, our kids are in a pretty good place for the most part. And we were finding that all of a sudden now they were eating more. And again, we homeschool. So, I mean, I'm used to feeding my kids, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner at home and snacks and that kind of stuff. But it was amped up from that. Um, and so, you know, we were just seeing all these things and we're just like, their, their little bodies are feeling the stress mm-hmm. even when they're not saying anything. Yeah. Right. I, I think, I think it's twofold. Right. And, and so, um, cause I completely agree that it is their bodies feeling the stress. Um, but, but also for the, our kids who come from environments where there was neglect surrounding, um, food that didn't have a consistent and predictable access to food. Um, the talk of lining up with them. I mean, even even just seeing images of toilet paper shelves with no toilet paper on triggers all that shortage stuff, right? All those shortage memories and all of the survival stuff kicks in. You know, um, we often use the phrase, oh, I'm a stress eater. Well, the truth of the matter is that, is, is that everybody's a stress eater, right? Because your body right. is, is getting ready to run or to fight. And, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about fight, flight, and freeze. And free, freeze is, is, a, is a little bit of a different response. But, but, but the reason you eat when you're stressed is because you're getting ready to, to fight or to run. And so, you know, in this time of stress, people are eating more. And our kids are eating more. And we've had to be mindful of, of their need um, for that comfort, coupled with the fact that um, we don't know, you know, day to day what the situation is. Uh, on a whole bunch of fronts. And so we've had to manage our stress. And, and, and our daughter, one of our daughters said to us, do, do you guys stress at all? And, and I said to her, you know, you know <laughs> sometimes, baby, but, but, but here's kind of the motto we've adopted in our house during all of this. We choose faith over fear, but we're not going to be foolish. Right? The Bible talks about in the Old Testament how the men of Issachar, one of the tribes of Israel, were wise because they understood the times. So, so God endorses understanding the world you live in as, as a sign of wisdom. Right. And so that's why our motto has been, you know, we choose faith over fear, but we're not going to be foolish. And, and so we shared that with her, and I told her, you know, honey, part of, part of the job of a mom and a dad is that the things that are stressful in the world there is for them to understand what's causing that stress and deal with that mm. stress, but pass very little, if any, of that stress on to um to their kids and so we have to be really mindful about that and um i'm going to put this here so it'll remind me keep me honest i wrote something about parenting being a leadership exercise years ago Mm. that that probably um is appropriate here and since i've been talking for the last like four or five minutes i won't (laughs) tell that story but but it is the stress we could link to that in the show notes too we could link to that article because it was a good one uh but let me just finish my thought though about stress in that and that we, we are eating more because of the stress, but also the stuff's triggering our kids, which is spiking their stress, uh, like the, the potential shortage of food, um, about all of a sudden, you know, they used to be around this whole group of people, and then they were removed, particularly kids in the foster care system, and then they were moved to another family, and then they didn't get to see those people again. And now all of a sudden, our kids are re-experiencing that for a different reason, is that they don't get to see the people they're used to seeing, and I think that's triggering, and it's bringing back memories. And, and for us as parents, oh my gosh, Kayla and I have had to do a great job of really keeping each other dialed in here and really 
making sure that if one says to the other, hey, you kind of need to just kind of be mindful and remember what's going on here that we've decided uh, so far it's held for four weeks. Let's hope it holds forever much longer we do this, <laughs> that it hasn't led to an argument yet because because we understand it doesn't make it easy. It doesn't mean that tears haven't been shed. Kayla was upset right. too, as I recall. <laughs> um, but the irony of this is the more stressed you are, the more it actually compromises your immune system. And if you're, and if you're trying to make sure that, that you're in the best possible shape if you get this thing, um, you really are going to have to do a lot to reduce your own stress because that is a friend to your immune system, reducing your stress level. Yeah. So speaking of reducing your stress level, okay. I'm sure a lot of our parents would love to know how they might be able to do that right now. <laughs> right? It's weird because, you know, I used to go, like one of my things that I love to do is actually love to go just out of the house for a couple of hours and, and do stuff on my own, like go get a pedicure. Like that's something I really enjoy. Um, maybe go just shopping, not even buy a whole lot of stuff, just looking at things, right? Just doing things. And I can't do those things. So I'm having to find other things that I can do. Maybe it's putting in my headphones and just listening to some music or, you know, reading my Bible uninterrupted for maybe 10 minutes, you know, just having a little bit of time, even if it's, you know, on the couch or whatever. I think it's, it's been, it's been harder to find though, I would say, you know, harder to find those moments away. Or like the other night we put the kids to bed. Well, actually we fed the kids a little earlier than usual. One of our kids actually was like, um, why are we eating so early? I mean, it just seemed really crazy early to them i think it was like 5 30 or 6 which uh, for the, us is really early yeah we, we wanted to eat and feed them at 6 30 and i remember being disappointed that we only got them fed at 7 because of what, of what you're about to tell and how we had to kind of speed through it oh so yeah so that's funny because yeah. we were trying to get them to bed we were trying to get them to bed early um because we had a, we planned a date night so we we fed them they had something else and then put a movie on for them and then we cooked our dinner while they were watching a movie and then ate our dinner while they were getting jammies on and getting ready for bed so that we could kind of um, have a little bit of alone time while they, cause our kids are old enough now that really we tuck them into bed, but they can all help get our one, our one little one um, ready for bed and they can all get themselves into bed. And so we were like, we're just going to have a date night. We're going to, we're going to cook food just for us and we're going to spend a few minutes. Now, it didn't quite turn out the way we wanted cuz we were we were running a little late and um and I'd be was, in a Zoom meeting at 9 o'clock. Yeah, but it was really <laughs> it was really nice just to sit and eat our dinner together just the two of us, a hot meal and talk to each other and the kids were yeah. pretty good about leaving us alone. Yeah. But which is not their style. <laughs> yeah, which is mm. which is hard. But I think finding just those little moments of time or, you know, even just going for a walk by yourself or going outside and just enjoying if, if the weather's nice. It's been pretty nice around us. Um, you just have to be more intentional and more creative. And I think, you know, I think we a lot of people are finding that they have more time right now, but just no place to go. And so I think you can be creative just at home, but also helping your kids feel calm so that the general f stress in the house feels yeah. calmer, right? Yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, you talked about going for walks and stuff. So we've, 
been a lot better about going for walks. And you know, I mentioned this in the previous episode, Chris throwing the frisbee and playing four square outside with the kiddos. You know, today was so funny um, because we have the most hypervigilant guard dogs at our house. Yes. Uh, if you've been listening to the show for any period of time, you've heard the, the click clack of their nails on our hardwood floor <laughs> in the dining room where we record this. Um, one's a schnauzer and one is a, a lab mixed with a beagle Something. maybe. Some sure. kind of dog that howls because he like howls. <laughs> yes. But boy, if, if a squirrel runs across the yard or a bunny or a dog or a cat or a leaf blows across the yard, they just, you know, I mean, they just just going to full attack aggressive bark mode and so this couple they were walking there a chihuahua uh today and kayla and we looked out the window to see what the dogs are barking at and kayla said man do you feel like dogs are like okay seriously <laughs> walking me every day can you two just maybe go for a walk without me and let me rest today because <laughs> the dogs of america have never been walked as much as they are currently being walked. Seriously, except the dogs in our house because they're ridiculously bad on the leash. Oh, I mean, Alvis is so strong, Chris. Like, you know, I'm a, I'm a big dude, right? And, and, and he was dragging me the other day. I turned around and brought him home. I could not. And he's got a harness. And a, I mean, we've t- done every... He's ridiculous. ...humane precaution to get him to walk well. And he is just... Uh, he's just he's just he's a bad we we probably didn't walk him enough when he was a puppy and now he is just a really mm. bad leash walker and he's strong and I'm like <laughs> but hey that's how we're how we're stressing out getting dragged across the street by our dog yeah <laughs> I remember when when our 17 year old son Tyler was about I don't know uh seven years old or whatever and and he's you know he's he's, he's a true firstborn in that he is you know He's a bit of an old soul and and has always wanted to be grown up and, and older than, than he is. And mm. so he and I were walking the dogs in our old neighborhood and he said, uh, our old dogs who sadly now both have passed, they were such great dogs, Presley and Valentine. And um, and so he wanted to to um, to walk one of the dogs and I was reluctant because he was seven and they were full-grown dogs, but, but Presley was pretty good on a leash. And so he said, well, let me walk Presley. And so I did, and it went just fine. And so the next time we took the dogs for a walk, I just handed him the leash. Well, you know, you you hook the you you kind of loop the leash through the little loop at the end, and then you put it on your arm so it's tight. And he did that, and he just started walking, and a cat darted um, across oh, no. in the in in the in the yard across the street. And he had flip flops on, which made which made running really difficult for him. So the oh. dog's dragging him, and he's running as fast as he can. His flip flops go flying, and as he gets just across the street to the neighbor's um, to the neighbor's um, driveway, he trips, and the dog oh. drags him up the up the little ramp oh. into the driveway before oh. the thing comes off on his arm. It was. And he the had reason, like road rash. Oh it my was gosh, it's bad. It's like, it's like he was like a professional cyclist <laughs> oh. who just overcooked a corner or something. But yeah, uh, you know, and the reason that's so fresh in my mind is because he and I were talking about it yesterday. He still remembers that like it just happened. Mm. Mm. But again, we might be digressing. Right, yeah, we do. We digress <laughs> a lot. It's a, it's a conversational <laughs> podcast. Hey, the body keeps score. Oh, can right? I get a witness? Oh my gracious me! But I. It was interesting though when our daughter was asking us about about do we ever feel stressed? She was one we've probably talked about. She has really high anxiety, and so everything is you know 
makes her pretty anxious. And so for the last, you know, month, poor thing has hardly slept. I mean, she's been to bed. It's been after midnight most nights when she finally falls asleep. And then, you know, one or two nights a week, she's so exhausted, she falls asleep by like 8.30 or 9. You know, I mean, she just can't sleep anymore. But she that, that particular night, she came down and she was like, do you guys get, are you, are you like, are you worried? Does this stress you out? And so we talked to her about it. And then she just started sobbing because she said, I didn't want to, I didn't want to say anything about it because you guys didn't seem stressed. So I thought it was silly that I was stressed about it, you know, and she was just, she didn't pick up signs from us that we were stressed because we were trying so hard not to stress the kids out because we wanted them to think everything was normal. Right. Right. Um, And what we realized was we really needed to be talking about it with them and kind of explaining some of the things to them about, you know, just, why we're taking precautions, but why we're not being, you know, why we're not just going out to the store whenever, but also why we're not panicking, you know, um, you know, when we went to the store and we found toilet paper and we were like, yay. And my son was like, should we get two packages? And I was like, it's a 30 (laughs) count of toilet paper. I think we can get just one and we'll be okay. You know, but it was like, we, we needed to talk about it and process it more. And I think we were, we were almost like wanted it to seem like everything was just as it always is. Um, but helping talking about it, I think actually helped her a lot, which was not a surprise to us. We just, you know, when you get in that, as it turns out, talk therapy is effective. Right. <laughs> well, Who knew? And, and when you get in that <laughs> mode of, I mean, the first week of all of this, I felt like a hamster on a wheel. Like I felt like I couldn't, figure out a hamster with yeah. one bum leg with one not bum moving leg. Very fast I know on the was not up. moving very fast on that wheel but I did I, I felt I like I was kind I of well, well, the, the wheels moving fast right because because the wheels moving whether you are or not yes. that's kind of how this feels like a lot of times that was right? exactly it was exactly how it was it was like I kept making lists and kept thinking there's all these things that I need to do and I need to use this time wisely and I need to help my kids get organized and I need I need I need and I I didn't get any of those things done. And, you know, I was saying to somebody just today, I said, you know, I feel like I'm finally getting to a place where things are, you know, we're getting into a rhythm and a routine. And she goes, you do? Because I still don't. You know, so I know some people are are still trying to figure out what's going on. You know, our one of our kids that's in school, next week will be her first week of doing Zoom calls. It should be interesting to see how this works with a special needs self-contained special needs class doing these little calls. Um, I'm hoping it'll be fun for her to see her classmates and, you know, her teacher, because I know she's missing them. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's going to add a new layer to what we've been doing, you know? And so I think, I don't know, it's just been trying to find a rhythm is not working well, and then behaviors have been escalated. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, some of our kids have been just like, at the drop of a hat, they are flipping their lid. They've completely lost it, and they can't seem to calm. And it's taking. I mean, we were we were recorded. Uh, we went on another podcast, um, and we're guests on that podcast. And we had to like, you know, call them and say we're going to need like twenty more minutes before we can record because we had one that was melting down. Mm-hmm. just out of the blue. And it took us a little while to kind of get our call. We were ta- we were both looking at each other like, where did this come from? 
but that seems to be happening a lot more lately. Yeah, so uh, we do want to do want to give a shout out though to uh, Sandra Flack and the Justice for Orphans podcast. Uh, Sandra's an old ministry friend of ours. I've known her for a long time, and they do a lot of great work up there in upstate New York. So just thanks for having us on, Sandra, and I hope that you'll listen to this episode and smile. Um, but again, thanks for having us on. Yeah, I mean, it, it has it has been so so good, you know. And, and every day there's there's bad news on the news, and and and. But I want to talk about the good here, and and I don't want to diminish the bad. I, I get that there are millions of people who have lost their jobs, and and industries are really suffering, and there are people dying. Uh, but in the midst of all of that. Uh, which 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 is bad, Chris. And, and you know, I, I was speaking to some church leaders today, and I said, you know, this is our chance now. Uh, we need to, in this time, while we are being made to lie down, uh, be equipping and preparing for for when things do go back to normal, because people tend to go to the church for answers, and we we need to have the answers for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but what has been good? It's it has really forced us. To believe, do we really believe that kindness uh, and 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 nurture, along with the structure, are what the kids need? And so we tend to want to control things more when we are stressed as parents. But but Kayla and I have really tried to take some deep breaths. Like when the kids have come down, um, you know, the other the, we had two examples in this past week uh, with two of our different kids. Like like one came down and said they couldn't sleep and and they were stressed and it was like eleven thirty at night and they should have been asleep hours already. They're just lying in their bed, not being able to, to sleep. And I said, hey, uh, Kayla and I were watching a, a TV show. And so we have some of those, like, uh, those shooting range earmuffs. Uh, I think that's what they're Noise called. Canceling. Noise canceling. Thank you. Um, there you go. Well, uh, these were made by Winchester, so I know they were made for the shooting range. <laughs> um, I think that's why I always call them shooting range earmuffs. But uh, I said, hey, go get, go get a pair of those and sit in my lap. And she was asleep in five minutes. She just needed to be close to us. It yeah, was that, just that, that fear so. was just overtaking her poor little body. Yeah, that felt safety mm. we talk about all the yep. time, right? And then la- uh, last night, one of our other daughters came downstairs and she could not sleep. And we said, you know, Kayla said, hey, just lay down on the couch next to me. And they held hands and that kid was asleep like almost immediately. Yeah. And so mm. for, for parents listening, I, I know it's hard. Um, and now you're even more stressed and it's even harder for you, but you have to take the deep breaths and you have to lean into the, you know, like we told somebody the other day, you know, that balance of nurture and structure. Well, we're a little out of balance at our house now because we've gone high structure, higher nurture because the kids need it. And we're seeing the kids respond. And I will tell you that, that every other night at bedtime, and part of our bedtime routine routine now has been, Hey, what are are you guys struggling with anything? Are you afraid of anything? And we've been talking mm. about it with them and praying about it. Um, but 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 the conversation is real in our home. We're not avoiding it. Uh, we're just able to to invite our kids into the, into the story about what's going on in the world right now at an age appropriate level. And we feel like we're you know again, every day has its challenges. But but I, but I think, gosh, it could be so much worse if we weren't you know going back to the thing that Karen Purvis said that hooked me into all of this all those years ago that you know it was at a tapestry conference where it was you know from like nine to three in the afternoon in one room way back when um and she said there's nothing special about what we do we're just we just remember the way our grandmothers treated us and we're trying to do that 
because I know my grandmother, if I couldn't sleep at night, she didn't say go back to bed. She'd invite me to come sit in her lap. If I couldn't sleep at night, she'd, and I'd say, well, I'm hungry. She wouldn't say, you should have eaten all your dinner. She said, well, why don't you sit at the kitchen table? I'll fry you a couple of eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, and that's, in all of this, it's it's definitely, we've had to increase that nurture so much because they're feeling stressed and they're not always telling us. And so what that looks like is it comes out as bad behavior. It comes out as, um, you know, being short-tempered with their siblings or it comes out as, um, you know, getting into trouble or one of ours is just so unfocused and we could we could spend a whole episode just talking about school too and this whole new way of schooling that we're doing but it's it trying to get one of mine to focus on school has been like pulling teeth um and what I realize is in those moments when I'm really listening um that this one is really struggling but what it looks like is can't focus, can't pay attention, and then all of a sudden a really hard question comes out. And so I know this kiddo is processing and trying to figure out the world around them, and that's why, you know, their brain is just so unfocused. And I think about myself mm-hmm. that first week and how I felt like a hamster in a wheel. I think some mm-hmm. of our kids are still stuck in that hamster in a wheel trying to figure out trying to make sense of everything. And my adult brain has made sense of it and Mm. gotten me to a place where I can go, okay, this is our reality right now. Let's make the best of it. Um, Mm -hmm. I had a friend, she was like, stop saying it's our new normal. She's like, there's nothing about this that is normal. I agree with that. This is abnormal and we need to treat it as abnormal, but we can find rhythms and routines in all of that. Um, Mm -hmm. And my adult brain has been able to do that now four weeks in, but our kids' brains have not. And they're still trying to make sense of everything. And we're trying to jump them back in. We're like, okay, it's been four weeks. It's now time for you to, you know, snap out of it and get back to reality Mm -hmm. of, you know, you got to do schoolwork, you got to do chores, you got to do X, Y, Z. But the reality is that their brains are still developing and they're going to need some extra time and they're going to need things to change, you know, and it's not going to be life as usual for a while. Right. So, so I I know you probably want to wrap this up, Chris, but if I could just say one last thing, um, so often we tell parents and, uh, church leaders. And now as we start working with schools as well, that the two of your best friends in parenting or in crisis, uh, and sometimes parenting and crisis overlap. Yes, <laughs> um, is creativity and flexibility. Yeah, and, and people who are, are inflexible will st- struggle in crisis. People who who struggle with creativity will struggle in crisis. You know, we've we we we've, we've we've watched more movies with the kids the last four weeks than than we typically do. Um, the bedtime's been a little later. We've let them sleep in a little in the morning. Th- those are not damaging things. Those are, not, those are not permanent things. Those are just providing a little bit more of that kindness that children thrive on um, at this time. And so remember, create, be creative, be flexible. Those are your friends um, in, in, in these days. Yeah. A friend, an acquaintance of mine online said the other day that uh, she thought 
that the less school and more sleep all of our teenagers are getting will be of greater benefit for them than the the less school that's getting attended right yeah. now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Testify. <laughs> <laughs> and so you pass that on to your friend, your online friend, that when you shared that with me, I bore witness. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do just Thank that. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> well, if you've got any questions for us as a result of this episode, feel free to email them to us at info at onebighappyhome.com. If you're on the Twitters and you feel you can be concise and squeeze it into 280 characters, please feel free to tweet it to us at One Big Happy Home. We have a Facebook group just for our podcast listeners. Search for the Empowered Parent Podcast. You can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes, the Google Play Store, and Spotify. Just search for the Empowered Parent Podcast. If you've enjoyed and gotten value from our show, we would appreciate a review in any of these locations. The Empowered Parent Podcast is committed to helping parents of foster and adopted kids through connecting, correcting, and empowering principles. Thank you for listening.